Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Lots to get to. Lots that we want to talk about. I mean, news happening even as we speak. It just it seems to be constant with this administration. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. Plus, we've got um, Dr. Jesse Lopez back. Going to break down the latest on vaccines and COVID-19. What he's facing in Kansas when it comes to what they can and can't prescribe. That's actually kind of nutty. Have that for you as well as uh, Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Uh-huh. Motown Monday. That is how we do it. That's the Chocolate Voice. Carrie, how you doing? I'm okay. Big weekend for you, huh? Very big. For my, for my kid, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Follow in the house. See if they get it happen. Motown Monday is how we do it. There is a lot going on. There is a lot to get to. It just seems like there's always so much going on. I don't know that we can cover it all in three hours, Carrie. And you found some great stories. We'll get to those if we can. Um, certainly, you know, we always observe what's going on in life to talk about some of that on the program as well. And I'm going I'm to start the show out with, with some observations. But uh, what's interesting is now we're hearing about the possibility of going to Eastern Europe with with troops, like thousands of our troops, which is, uh, mm-hmm. why? I don't get it. And, and we keep on hearing this administration talk about the sovereignty and the border of Ukraine. Like that's somehow sacred, yet we don't have a border here. If you do, if you have a border here, you of course are racist. So you can't have a border here, but you can in Ukraine to stop the evil Russians from coming in. So we'll talk about all that. But I want to start with a, with, a, with some really good news. You want to you want to brag on your son a bit? Oh yeah. Well, he uh, we had a powerlifting meet. We he had a powerlifting meet on Saturday, and he got a PR. You said we were you, were you powerlifting too? <laughs> I was cheering him Feel, on. It felt like you were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got a PR in squat, a PR in bench, and he got first place uh, Saturday. Tell and the people how much your like seventeen year old son is squatting. He's squatting six hundred pounds. What the, what on and earth? And it was, and I showed you that video and I did, I yes. posted it on my fan page too, cause I was just so proud of him, but that was a struggle. That was a fight and he got it and I could not be more incredibly proud and amazed at the things. How are you not do. screaming? Were you holding the phone? Uh, no, that was actually his girlfriend's dad. Um, that was his okay. video. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I'm is that next girl, to is him that, screaming. <laughs> is that little girl that was yelling at him from behind? Is that his girlfriend? That was girlfriend? his girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Everybody that was, was good going stuff. Hey, yeah. If you crazy. haven't seen that video, uh, <laughs> go right now to Facebook. Look up Carrie Lockie, C-A-R-I-L-A-Q-U-E, and uh, go look up that video. Or I'll play it for you during the break. You just go to the stream right now, JoePags.com. If, if you're okay with me playing it on the oh, stream, yeah, can I or not? Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'll play it on the stream during the break, and uh, we'll, we'll pull it up and do it that way. Um, it's just very impressive. And he's I mean, just the he's, nicest kid. He's just he the nicest really guy. He really is. He has the biggest heart and is just such an awesome kid. And I know I... It sounds like, you know, I'm saying that because I'm his mom, uh, but it's really true. He's a big softy. <laughs> it's really he's true. A big softy. No, I mean, he's, he, awesome. he's a, a great young man. Now, I, uh, you know, was like borderline body bodybuilder for a while. I've never squatted 600 pounds like that. Mm, so, I, I mean, I that's, that's amazing. Six, so, how he does that, I, I 
could even touch. I, I think the most that I've done on that is like four ninety five. So I mean, what wow. he did was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and you do you get that hitch? You get to that one point where you're like, either I'm not going to do it or I'm going to do it. And he was stuck he, there for a second. I know, but he like, powered he through. I was. I'm so, like yelling at the screen. <laughs> I right. was so proud of him. It was. Yeah, awesome. it was very very good. So yeah. we'll play that during the break. JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now, and we'll put it on there. Now, it's interesting because this weekend also my daughter Gia had uh, the NCA championships in Dallas which is, mm. I think it's the National uh, Cheerleading Association, I think. If that isn't what NCA stands for, whatever, I'm, maybe I'm a bad cheer dad. But um, uh, my, my family went up. I didn't go, but uh, everybody else went. Uh, Sam drove. You know, Jenny went. Gabby went. Uh, Gia went. And, and they just had a great time. They were third place, uh, which awesome. is awesome, which is amazing. And um, just super proud of her as well. Now, she's, it's interesting because she's been doing cheer for a while, but um, she's now a flyer with this cheer group, which is with her middle school. And that means that she's the person like on top, they're holding her up. Oh, I'm like, I, I never, yeah, I never mm. imagined that, you know, she'd be a flyer, but there she is. And she's great at it. She's really strong. She's really great. She's beautiful and did a great job. So super proud parent here as well, That's great. Um, which is, which is awesome. But it takes me to what I want to talk about off the top here. Um, Dallas is a great city for those who haven't been in Dallas, Texas. It's a wonderful city. Um, Texas, by and large, has really nice people and really great cities. But Dallas is a liberal-run city, just like most big cities in Texas are. It's funny because I mentioned that Dallas and Houston and San Antonio and El Paso and Austin are all very, very liberal now, very blue now. And I had some guys say to me, oh, what about Fort Worth? Fort Worth is a big uh, city and it's conservative. Okay, well, I mean, when you think of Dallas, you think of Dallas-Fort Worth. But yes, I know that they're different cities, different police forces, different everything. And yes, certainly more conservative in Fort Worth. But believe me, a blue can get in there, they will. And there's a reason why I bring this up. Because as my family's up there, they're, they're having all sorts of parades and sending me videos, and it's wonderful. And they're stepping over homeless people. And it's just, I, I don't under, I've never understood the whole homeless thought process. And not of the people who are homeless, because I think that's a different thing. But I think why cities, generally speaking, liberal cities, not only allow homelessness, but they actually promote it. And, and what I mean by that is the more homeless you have, the more money you get to solve the homeless problem and the more homeless you're going to continue to have. So if you've got people who are sleeping in the street and begging for money, like I think somebody asked my wife for 20 cents or something and you give him 20 cents and he's going to want $2 and he's going to want 20 bucks and keep on going back because there's a fountain there now. And again, I'm not being critical of the individuals who are homeless, which I will get into in a second. I'm being critical of those who are running these cities. San Francisco is a mess. There's human poop everywhere in San Francisco. In fact, when you go there, I'm not making this up, they give you a poop map. What to avoid? What areas to avoid so that you don't step in human feces? Same thing is happening in L.A. and and Venice, which is in the L.A. area. Um, You've got tent cities all over this great land. And you wonder, why is that happening? Why is it that this seems to be a bigger problem now than it ever used to be? In fact, I saw, I think Tucker or somebody the other night said, there are more homeless now in New York, or, in, or it might even be in the entire country, than there was in the Great Depression. And in the Great Depression, you literally couldn't afford your home. So why are there so many homeless out there now? Because it's become a business. Not a business for the homeless people. Again, they're the pawns here. But if you've got a city like Austin, and Carrie, you can verify this. Not long ago, Austin passed some sort of ordinance that homeless people can set up their tents anywhere they want and nobody can stop them. Right, right. In fact, in front of your business, they can open a homeless encampment and you cannot kick them off your property. You can't stop them. You can't take the tents down. And businesses were suffering. Nobody wanted to go there. Why would you want to step over homeless people or their pee or poop just to go and buy a burger or something? You wouldn't want to. 
And, and I don't blame people for not wanting to. Now, I believe that there was enough pressure from businesses where they had to change that rule a little bit. I don't honestly know what the rule is today, but I don't think you could just pop up tents anywhere you want anymore. It used to be they would go to like University of, of Texas at Austin, set up a tent. And so what if you've got 17, 18, 19-year-old co-eds that have to walk over these, these men who are hooked on meth? So what? No big deal. We've got to look out. We've got to be compassionate about the homeless. So why is it allowed? It's allowed because we, generally speaking, are compassionate people. We, generally speaking, feel bad for people who are in a worse or have a worse plight than ours. If they're on a worse path than ours, we thank God for what we have and we feel as though we want to help. Like I donate to charities every year, won't mention them all. I mean, I won't mention how much, but I I try to take care of those who are doing good for those who are less fortunate than I am. I don't think handing a homeless person who is openly smoking crack or shooting up meth or heroin or whatever on the side of the... I don't think giving that person money is going to help that person's plight. I think you give the money to an organization that is set up to help that person. I saw this video the other night uh, where in New York City, they literally have anti-overdose outlets now. Anti-overdose outlets. Carrie, do you know what that is, an anti-overdose outlet? Where you can get that, what is it called, Narcan? Um, in case you have an overdose? No, no, you're the using your brain. You're, you're using you? no, you're using your brain too much. Uh, uh-uh. you're 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 being too rational here. Oh, an overdose outlet in New York City is a place where you can go and, in front of officials and authorities, shoot your heroin, and they make sure that you don't know D. You can go and and smoke your crack. Mm. You can snort your coke. You can do your meth, and they're there to make sure you don't OD. They give you the needles. I mean, they might even provide some of the some of the substances if you wanted. And these are being brought into neighborhoods as if that's helping. You think you're helping people to get off of these hard drugs and to get themselves a real home, a small apartment somewhere, maybe a job? You think you're helping them by showing them how to safely do, do their drugs? You must be out of your mind. Now, how did they open this outlet? They got some sort of taxpayer money, millions of dollars to, to give to Harlem, and, and here you go. Oh, let's open up this outlet. Don't worry about who lives in these brownstones. Don't worry about who lives in on these blocks and who runs these businesses. We're going to have all... What do you think happened when they opened the outlet? All the drug the drug users in New York went there and said, hey, we can do this with clean needles and not OD. And the government is literally, the community is literally asking us to do it. So let me tell you the way it was supposed to be. In this country... The government wasn't supposed to be involved in charity whatsoever, wasn't supposed to be involved in well-being whatsoever, helping those who were in need. It wasn't ever supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be we were looking out for our our neighbors, looking out for those in our our village, our community, ourselves, usually through faith-based organizations. What does that mean? A church, a synagogue, a mosque, or whatever would say, in our community, we have a problem with this drug or this homelessness or, or not enough jobs. We're going to have a facility now. Let's say there isn't enough food. Okay, so we'll open a soup kitchen that's being run or funded by the community, not by the government, because the government will always screw it up. Or there aren't enough uh, beds for people. Let's, let's open a homeless shelter, and the community will pay for it. The community will take care of these people who are in need. Instead, the government is getting, what is it, 12 or $13 billion California spent on, on eradicating homelessness and it just made it worse? Why would it make it worse if you've got all that money? Because now California knows if I've got a bunch of homeless people here, I can now 
get more money every year from the federal government. I can get subsidies from the Build Back Better BS or whatever, and now I can take all those millions and billions, pretend like I'm doing something about it, and then it goes away the next year if the homeless problem is solved. They don't want to solve it. They want to move the homeless around, maybe build some apartment complex, put them in there for a while until they go back out in the streets and maybe give them a clean needle program or maybe tell them, hey, sure, you can urinate in the street, but just do it on this corner. And we're going to build a little corner area for you to go and we're going to spend a million dollars on that. They want the money to keep coming in. When it's done by the community, when it's done by the neighborhood, when it's done by the people, when it's done by the faith-based organizations, then the money will be spent wisely. If you give it to the government, they will squander it and ask you for more. And let's talk about the specifics of who's homeless. Because again, my, my path in life is much better. I'm much more privileged than they are. I've been either lucky or I've worked hard for it. I was raised right, whatever. I'm not hooked on drugs. I don't have those vices. I'm not sleeping in a tent and pooping out in the street. So I do feel for people who are in that situation. But who is it that's in that situation? Many of them, I would say a large percentage of them, and on the percentage in front of me, are mentally ill. They need a mental facility that can care for them. They're mentally ill. Have you ever been near homeless people? Who's the guy staring at the wall, like screaming at the wall? Who's the person actively in his pants doing something to himself? Who's the person who's squatting, taking a poop around the corner? These are mentally ill people. These aren't normal people. These aren't people who are lucid and are, are dealing with reality. These are people who don't have a good reality. Some of them, many of them could be suffering from PTSD, and they're veterans who should be taken care of better than this. Why aren't we doing something better as a community, as a society? Why aren't we working with faith-based organizations and opening up, like I said, soup kitchens, food banks, homeless shelters, mental help facilities? For some reason, and I don't know when this happened or why it happened, but in the past 20, 30 years, we started closing down mental facilities. So if we kick them all out, that means nobody has a mental issue anymore, a psychological issue anymore? BS. You just had a guy push a woman off of the platform on the subway in New York, killing her. Mentally ill guy who should not have been out of a facility. Another guy, another homeless guy, stabbed and killed a 24-year-old in L.A. A guy who should not have been out. He was let out on like $1,000 bail for some other heinous crime that he did. He's got a mental problem. At what point... Will we as a society stand up and say, those tents are not okay here. You pooping in the street is not okay here. You peeing in the street is not okay here. You, you shooting uh, that needle in your arm in front of my kids isn't okay here. You smoking that crack or that meth isn't okay here. When will we say we should get these people help? Let's not facilitate them and, and enable them by giving them fresh needles and all the coke and heroin they want to do. Maybe we should put them in a, in, a, in a place that will help them get rehabilitated and maybe enjoy the pleasure that life is again. And when we get them help, it also beautifies their neighborhoods. So the first thing you do is cut off all this free money for cities and states that they're squandering. Maybe if you want that money to be utilized, you get with faith-based organizations in specific neighborhoods that need the help, and then you work with those pastors and reverends and imams and, 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 uh, and rabbis. Maybe you do that. But what we're doing now isn't helping. It's making it exponentially worse. If my family goes to Dallas, a beautiful city of the United States, they shouldn't have to step over homeless people. They shouldn't have to be waiting in line at McDonald's and, and, and have the homeless guy behind them hoping for a handout. And by the way, places like that are enabling as well. You know, as they're waiting in line to get their food at McDonald's, it should have cost 15, 20 bucks. You got a homeless guy, got a, got a free bag of food. And then my family was, they attempted to charge them 
Did they accidentally charge 61 for a $20 meal? Or did they do it on purpose to make up the difference? What's going on? We're living in this strange circular world where, where we want people to have these problems. We want these people to present those problems to big cities so the cities can get the money and the funding. And they don't want it to go away. Well, I'm here to say cut it off. And yes, as much as I feel for those who are homeless, I want them off my streets. I want them to go poop in a bathroom. I want them to go shower themselves. I want them to be rehabilitated so they can go up, apply for a job somewhere and then do for themselves and stop being so reliant on government. Because we're not helping the way we're doing it now. Your thoughts. How would you remediate the homeless problem in this country right now if you had the button? You press the button, what happens? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. It's a Motown Monday. Glad to have you here. The Joe Pag Show. Lots going on. Lots to get to. I certainly want to hear your thoughts on, on my monologue about homelessness, about the problem that's going on. Polo found a story about what they're doing ahead of the Super Bowl. We'll try to bring that to you in a second. Let me tell you in the meantime about Washington politicians getting richer and richer. We've been reporting this to you for a long time. In fact, a report says Nancy Pelosi could be worth as much as $250 million. The Speaker of the House, a public servant, is worth almost a quarter of a billion dollars. Dr. Fauci just revealed he's worth over $10 million. Not bad for working in public service. If you're tired of the hypocrisy, you need to watch Stinchfield. He's on Newsmax each way a weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Everybody's tuning in. Grant Stinchfield exposes the Washington Insiders in his series, Hypocrites in America. He even names the hypocrites and reveals their secret agendas. You're also going to see Michael Savage, Dick Morris, giving their take on Stinchfield. I watch Newsmax. You need to as well. Get Newsmax on every major cable system. If your cable operator doesn't carry it, tell them you want it or you can switch. Or watch Newsmax free on your smart TV like Samsung, Vizio, LG, and streaming on Pluto, Zumo, Roku, and many more. Millions are turning to Newsmax for the news they can trust. Watch Stinchfield tonight. Find out why. Watch him every night. Get to Newsmax TV. Real news for real people. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Uh, don't have a ton of time here, so I'm going to stay on... Keep you on hold. Full phone lines right now. Keep you on hold. I want your your suggestions on how we defeat this because it's not just happening in Dallas. Happening large, in large scale in New York, in L.A., in Philadelphia, in Chicago, in Detroit. And something has to be done because what's working, what's, what they're doing now isn't working. And if you keep on doing this, the cities and states will keep on getting this influx of taxpayer dollars and they're not going to want to solve the problem because they know that it'll, it'll go away if they do solve the problem. I mean, think about that. What is the impetus for the city or state to want to solve the problem if that would just cut the money off? The money should have never flowed that way as it was, and you need to not now redirect that money to places that will actually solve the problem, rehabilitate people, get mental health patients the help they need, and so on. I mean, enough is enough. We can't just keep on seeing the, the once great cities fall prey to, uh, to politicians who are so hungry for money, they don't care what your quality of life is. When we come back, your thoughts on this, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Go to J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M and click on contact at the bottom. You can send me an email on this. Check out the content we have for you on, on the website as well. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.
Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show for your Monday, a Motown Monday. Glad to have you here. Carrie, I did show your boy off during the break. Awesome. Thank you. People are like, holy I love, crap, I do 600 pounds? I love watching that video. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's amazing. I watched like dozens I was, of times. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I've, I've seen it dozens <laughs> of times. I literally worked out today for the first time in a couple of weeks. Just I was like, I, this kid's doing I got to get out there, man. He's <laughs> past me, left me in the dust. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, very, very impressive. You should be proud. You're a proud oh, mama. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's not even playing. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. if you missed it over on the channel, you, you can watch the show like a TV show. We do three hours a day, six uh, six days a week. We even do it on Saturday. So go and check it out right now, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. I did show off your son. All right. Um, Carrie, I don't know if you saw this, but I wonder what the media would say, the Hollywood people would say, what... Um, the left would say in this country, big tech would say, had this been Donald Trump saying this to a reporter, St- uh, Steve Ducey's son, Peter Ducey. Oh, I just is, sent you that story. Did you, yeah. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, yeah I'm actually going to play I did. it. Okay, Paul, don't good. bleep this out. Although I don't say the B word, he does say it here, but I don't want to bleep out. Um, <laughs> Ducey decides on the way out of this press conference, because they're always hurried out of there, right? Mm-hmm. Gotta go, gotta go, get out, get out. He decides he's going to ask about inflation. And he's asking if inflation... Uh, is a problem, a, a deterrent, a, a down, uh, it's something bad. And you, you can't really hear Ducey that well, but you hear Biden very clearly in what his response is. Something about, you think inflation is going to hurt your poll numbers or a downturn, a deterrent, something like that. And here's Biden's very clear answer. That's a great asset. More. Yeah, he said, do you think it's an asset? The inflation is an asset. And Biden said it's a great asset. Listen. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. I'm sorry, what did he say? <laughs> I'm going to back up. This is the president of the United States. I want, I want to know what people would do on the left who hated Trump had Trump said this to a reporter. What a stupid son of a bitch. If you can't hear it, he says, what a stupid SOB. And he actually says the words. He's sitting at the podium behind the presidential seal on a live microphone saying that. Now you tell me, how would people respond if, in fact, Donald Trump had said that as president? He says it. No, believe, I want to see what the Jen Psaki spin will be tomorrow. I just want to know what it's going to be tomorrow because I, I don't know how you talk your way out of that. So back, back to, the, to, to the topic uh, at hand, the homeless problem in America. But I wanted to bring you that. because uh, Carrie, any ideas what the media would say? Would Big Tech oh, would say would had Trump said that? They would absolutely be going nuts. Are you kidding me? They'd want to impeach him again over that. Mm-hmm. Impeach him, 25th <laughs> Amendment. <laughs> yeah. We got to arrest him. We got to check his taxes. But this is this the is current president of the United States. Even if the, even if the question were bad, he could say, oh, what a stupid question and leave. But he calls the guy, the reporter himself, you're a stupid SOB. Blows my mind. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. How would you solve the homelessness, the, homeless, the homelessness problem in America, especially in our big cities all run by Democrats, if you had the opportunity? Before I do it, Carrie, give me that story about the Super Bowl, because mm-hmm. we know what they're doing. It's sort of the same thing they did with all the Haitians that were staged at Del Rio, Texas. Suddenly, overnight, they all just disappeared. What do you have? 
From TMZ Los Angeles doesn't want Super Bowl visitors and viewers getting an up-close look at the city's homeless problem, which is why a major cleanup's underway near the site of the big game. And these pics were taken Monday morning near the 405 freeway, which significantly is just a couple of miles from SoFi Stadium. As you can see, CHP officers are on hand to reroute traffic and clear out homeless encampments as private contractors clean up behind them. With the Super Bowl just three weeks away, it certainly appears LA's leadership is attempting to polish up areas that will be heavily trapped trafficked and possibly shown in aerial shots on game day. Our law enforcement sources tell us cops started moving homeless people bright and early Monday from this area near the 405 and Century Boulevard. Not coincidentally, we think this is smack in the middle of the most direct route from LAX to SoFi. And we're told the situation here used to look a lot worse, and there's a similar effort going on at a nearby park. After that, we're told crews will remove a tent city under the freeway. And here's a telling sign of just how bad the homeless crisis is in L.A. The company helping with the cleanup is called Planet Green. They say they specialize as an emergency disaster cleanup and biohazardous waste cleanup. Disgusting. But they'll hide it from the visitors who won't know how bad it is so that they won't raise their voices and say, hey, we're not going to send any more money to California or L.A. if it's this mismanaged and people are suffering like this. The residents are suffering because of the homeless problem. The homeless are suffering because many of them need help and, and they're not getting it. So, I mean, this is what they're doing. They're going to hide them. They're going to hide them, and, it, and, it's, and it's pretty sad. It really is. Let me go to the phone line, say hello, and welcome to AJ. AJ? Big time Motown, Joe Pag. My brother, what's going hey, on? I just want to say, oh, man, I want to say congratulations to both of you guys. Uh, Thank you. Your children are doing very well, very well. Thank you, sir. Love that. I love that. Too bad we ain't got no more of that in this country half the time with these Democrats in there. But you know what, Motown? Uh, instead of giving uh, Biden want to get lawyers to help the illegals, why don't we take then that's our tax money. Right. I want to remind everybody I ramble on a Monday. And why don't we build some places to put these people back in there, get them back in there, get them some help. But you want to help the illegals come across the border. Really? Really? You, you, so you you telling me our troops, our vets and everything? They don't mean nothing, but the legals take press presence over them. Really? I mean, Motown. And then Biden saying that word, uh, remember Ukraine? Oh, a son of a gun. Uh, that, uh, he got rid of that prosecutor. Right. Really? Exactly right. You remember that? But yeah. I, I'm being nice about it, Mo. I'm, I'm, I'm being nice. You know, he, it's on video. But if Trump had said it, oh, my God. And then Motown, is he going to send a troop? He going to send troops over there? Is, what is this? I mean, well, 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 AJ, think about it. What's the best way for a Democrat to raise his failing approval numbers? Start a war. Let's start a war. I mean, that, that's what they do. Now, he thinks that, that, you know, doing this, sending troops over there to guard their border as our border is wide open, he thinks that's going to help him. Uh, I, this is, it's a yeah. sham. And you know what? The Senate and the, and, the, and the House should stand up and say, no, we're not sending troops over. Stop it. I hope they do, Motown, but like you said, that's the way them Democrats do. And But if they start this war, the American people ought to be totally outraged yep. and be want to impeach him. Get him out of there because this is a joke we watching. Our school kids are dumbed down. Our churches are being left out. Motown, I can go on and on and Biden want to say what the Republicans want. Really? We want our country to be the way it was, that light on that hill, baby. Right. We don't want this dirty rat. Dirt, I, man, let, 
me shut up before I get to say something on this day. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, 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 AJ, I love you. You you know what we have to do. We have to keep our voices loud and get the House and Senate back. And he does need to be impeached. He's done so much that's already impeachable. It's not even funny. And Trump never did anything that was impeachable. So, I mean, I think you got to give it back as as much as they gave it to you because this guy is a shell. And I don't care if Kamala Harris becomes the president. At least she's got her her cognitive ability and we can fight her, you know, on a a, a sort of eye-to-eye level. Well, you can because yeah. with Biden, all they'll say is you're being mean to an old guy. You're being mean to a guy who's failing, you know, cognitive abilities. You're not being nice. He's an older what? man. No, screw that. This uh, I want to go at somebody who is just as dumb and has policies that are just as bad who you can't make an excuse for. And Harris is fine. Hey, Motown, real quick. And that's child abuse, what they're doing to Joe Biden. He ain't got no business on there. I don't he ain't got I don't no business up there. Well, that's AJ, I think, it's, I think it's probably elder abuse, not child abuse. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Love you, man. Love you, AJ. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Come on, Carrie. He said it's child abuse. Yeah, I heard. I don't think he meant child abuse. Probably I could, not. I could be wrong about yeah. that. Yeah. Probably not. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Back at it. It's going to be Michael in Washington. Michael, talk to me. Hi. Uh, it's so cool to talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, especially after I got to follow AJ. Yeah. Hey, I'm in Washington. I'm a high school educator. I'm a college educator. I'm in the Seattle area. I'm at Home Depot doing my thing. This dude rolls out in a cart. He's got a portable, you know, chop saw set up in the cart. And he's going through the line and having Home Depot guys chase him. I stopped the dude. They had me let him go. Why? Just just this weekend. They did. It was under whatever the limit was for Seattle. And I was like, no, I don't want to let the dude go. I go, that's it's a crime. He can't do it. And they they pretty much made me let this kid go. So the guy walks in the home. I want to make sure I understand. He goes inside and he grabs some brand new saw and he's walking out with it. And you stopped him because he's clearly stealing something. And they said, don't. Yes, I'm in the, said, in the self-checkout line. Come on, man. So, so what was so all that? Let, let me ask I mean, the simple question. This is probably where you're going with this. Michael, why would they stop? If nobody's going to stop them and prosecute them, why would they stop doing it? They're not. That's why crime is so bad on the West Coast. The West Coast sucks. And I'm 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 a I'm a SoCal guy. I grew up here. I love the West Coast, but it sucks. So what do you do about it? Do these people keep on holding office and keeping it. No, nobody anymore teaches values themselves. They they want everybody else to do it. No crime is prosecuted. And the third thing I would say is get rid of every freaking NGOs like Catholic charities, everything like that, and take the money away from everybody. So that's my three solutions for you. Well, I, well, Michael, I hear you and I appreciate you. I mean, how frustrating is that, that, you, that you, you're at the store and you're waiting in line to pay your hard-earned dollars to buy something and somebody else walks in, might be grabbing the same thing, walks out knowing nobody's going to prosecute him, and when you stop him by saying, hey, you're stealing this, the store itself says, don't worry about it, let it go. That, that, it, it's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. We must do something about this. And the, the, the thing you do about it is you put your foot down and say we're not going to accept it. And if you do it, these are the, are the repercussions. These are the consequences, and they're real. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Motown Monday, Stevie Wonder. Really glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you for stopping by. Stevie's a great musician, great singer, great artist. Not great when it comes to politics, but, you, you know, I'll give him a pass on next. I love the music. Uh, thanks a lot for stopping by. We're going to get into um, what Pfizer is saying now. Going to get into a panel that I saw on television today. Actually, it was online uh, for like five hours, run by Ron Johnson, the senator out of Wisconsin. We'll talk about that. Dr. Jesse Lopez next hour. Uh, Cray News with Kay also uh, will be on the program in hour number three. Make sure you stick around for all of that. Plus, your phone calls rolling in at 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When you go to JoePags.com, we've redesigned the entire website for you. A lot of people starting to check it out. We actually, uh, Carrie, we redesigned the podcast, and we broke like the top 100 podcasts hey, over the weekend, and we just great. did that like in two days, which is kind of amazing. Nice. So that, that's awesome. People are checking out the show, and uh, all, all the links are right there. Podcasts, watch live, watch the previous shows. You can listen to the previous shows. Check out all the, the Rumble videos that I'm uploading, including the interviews that you guys love. We've got writers writing stuff. Go there and check it out. Click on Newsletter. And then put your email address in there. I'm told that we'll probably get the newsletter up to 100% this week. So if you haven't started getting the newsletter yet, you should start getting it this week. So go there and and click on newsletter, put your email address in there, sign up. And if you want to contact me, scroll down to the bottom and click on contact, all right? Hey, the new year is here. You've got goals. You need the energy to tackle those goals. And you know what? As we get older, that energy supply just isn't what it used to be, right? You need to start your day a new way. Super Beats Heart Chews, they're tasty. It's a great treat. They give you energy that you need, and they're good for you, too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Two delicious super, plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews. Add those to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day. No caffeine crash because Super Beats Heart Chews have this unique clinically researched grapeseed extract. It promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. I've been eating these for a while. I think they came out two or three years ago. I've been using these for a while. They taste delicious. It's not like you're taking some sort of a supplement. It just tastes like you're having a nice treat. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to, to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. For my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off, plus free shipping right now at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com, up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen and make it happen right now. You go to the phone lines. I appreciate you waiting. Larry, what's on your mind? Hi. Hi. I was on vacation in San Francisco a few years ago, and I I was walking by three, four different corners, and half of them had homeless, had these brand new items in the package from the CVS stores, and they're selling them on the corner. And I was thinking, what the hell's going on? So my kids, uh, young at, at the time, I'd was in there and the I saw a guy come in with the empty garbage bag and I told both my kids I'm like hey I want you guys to stay right here and within a matter of a minute this guy came with a full bag of goodies and was running out the door I ran after him I'd been a cop for 11 years yeah I grabbed the bag ripped the bag he got on his bicycle and and rode away and the employee came out and said oh you're not from here are you I said no I'm from Minnesota and She's like, well, this happens every day. We, we just let them take whatever. And I'm like, what? I just flabbergasted. Didn't know what to say. Well, Larry, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It just doesn't make sense in a it, civilized society. That would be like somebody walking through your front door at your house, taking whatever the hell they wanted, plus your dinner that was being prepared, and you can't do anything about it. It doesn't make sense. So what do we do about it? I, I don't have the perfect answer. I mean, I can say back in 2008 when the recession hit about, uh, St. Peter, there's a mental hospital here, and it's never 
spent at 100% capacity anymore. All the funds were taken from it. And instead of these people going to the mental hospital, they're ending up in our jails. And some of these correctional deputies did not go to school to be a psychologist. And it right. Sucks. Right. Well, you're, at, you're listen, you're 100% right. We should not be sending mental patients to, to, to jail. We should not have them out on the streets where they can commit these crimes that'll send them to jail. We need to reopen the mental facilities because these people really do need help. And we're willing to give it as long as we, we have the funding to, to support it. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you being a cop as well. I can't even imagine being a police officer visiting somewhere, watching crime happen, and not doing anything about it. That would be just startling. It would make my face hurt. And nobody wants that. And, and again, we've got these great doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, these, these people who have studied for 8, 10, 12, 16 years. They know how to help people who need help. But they're not going to go tent to tent as somebody's pooping out in front of the tent and shooting up heroin. They're not going to say, hey, can I help your, your mental you know, capacity? The answer is no. Nobody wants to be a part of that. Why can't we go back to that system that at least worked better than this and then restore our civility? It is uncivilized to see these tent cities. It's uncivilized to see the garbage and the human waste. It's uncivilized to see people walk in, commit crimes, walk out with no ramifications. It's very, very strange to me. Very strange. Terry, Austin, what's going on? Hi. Hi. I was just uh, listening. Um, I've been attacked twice in Austin. Wow. The first time was a crackhead circled me, peed on me, spit in my face, broad daylight. I'm dressed in heels and a dress downtown trying to go to a meeting. And it was like a rabid animal. So wow. when you have these meth heads, crackheads, they're not like, I thought, I didn't, I just turned in a circle. I was afraid to turn my back on them. I got super involved with us trying to get rid of our piece of dirt mayor yeah. who is incentivizing this. We did, you said you weren't sure. We did pass a prop to get it taken care of. It was a little better. Now they're all coming back again. And you're exactly right. The more money they throw at it, the worse it gets. They're buying motels in Austin and putting them in there. Hey, Terry, I, I, Terry, I, got, I, I, I have to go. Ruined. I have to go, but I want to ask you something. Very, okay, you got you, you know, you to be very, very fast. Did the guy get arrested? Uh, no, he ran off into the shadows. I appreciate you. Keep it here. It's stunning. Keep it here. Joe Pags. The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Bottom of this hour will be Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. We've had him on a million times. We'll keep on having him on as well because he really knows what he's talking about when it comes to covid the proper treatments, proper therapeutics, when the vaccine is or isn't necessary or should or shouldn't be used. Big day today when it, when it comes to discovering what's really going on as the CDC is being forced to admit some things. And I've got Whoopi Goldberg, a piece of video that you're going, you're going to want to go check out. Go to my Rumble. You do that just by going to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and scroll down and uh, you'll see the Rumble link on the bottom. You'll go there. You'll see the Biden thing where he called Ducey uh, an SOB. You'll also see Whoopi Goldberg by accident telling the truth for once on a Monday. Motown Monday, let's go. Carrie Lockie, what's happening, Carrie? Yeah. Voice of chocolate. Polo get it done. Sam in the house. Do-do-do. 
invariably somebody will email me. What's that shotgun song? Who does that? Junior Walker and his All-Stars, I think, 1965. Great song. Tenor saxophone. So, Carrie, do you like when I relate the, the emails to you? Um... Sometimes people are like, oh, you really let those people get under your skin. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't really see it that way. It's almost therapeutic for me to put it out there. And, and I'm hoping that the people who write me the email are listening so they can hear just how stupid it sounds when I, when I put it out there. Okay. Oh, so is that fun or not fun? I mean, I don't know. Middle of the day? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe something like that. So I, I get an email, and I'm not going to say the lady's name. It was a lady. And she says, what's up with all the hip hop on your show all of a sudden? What? Hip-hop. And uh, you and that lady keep talking to each other <laughs> about nothing. Can you just talk about the news? <laughs> and I, I don't know what she's talking about. Okay. So, so I wrote her back. I said, hey, um, nothing's changed. Uh, and I've always talked to the lady. Yes, she's a pain in the ass. But we've, we've talked for 15 years now on the air. It's probably not going to change. Um, and uh, we don't play any hip-hop. I don't really know what you're talking about. Oh, it's your back. Oh, well, thank you for the for the reply. Uh, yes, there's a lot of hip hop now, and then when you go to commercial, I'm hearing it sounds like your voice singing songs. So, and then you hearing... and the lady keep talking to each other. What I I don't know what she's talking about. I have no clue. Like, are you playing the parodies during the break? Is that what she's hearing on the live video? Because she says she's listening on the radio. Okay. So on the then, radio, they don't hear any of that. Right. But on the live video stream, between hours two and three, I'll play some of my previous parodies if the people want it. I ask them for emotes, they put little pictures in there, and if they want it, then I play them. So she may be watching there and not really listening on the radio like she thinks. But again, now I, just, I wrote it back. I said, pretend I'm five, <laughs> which I act like I'm, I am anyway. Because <laughs> yes. I couldn't <laughs> not write her back at this. At this point, now I'm invested. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Pretend I'm five and pretend I have no idea what you're talking about because I have no idea what you're talking about. And pretend like you're just now presenting this for the first time to somebody who has no clue. She writes back, she says, okay, for years and years, you would do the issues and you would do, and I agree with you on all your issues. Yeah, I love your commentary. But this, talking to this lady and then you're playing these songs and it sounds like you're singing them and then there's a bunch of hip-hop. And why don't you just realize you're getting older and stop trying to rediscover your youth? <laughs> what? That was her, that was her email to what? me. <laughs> okay. Going, what are you talking about? I still don't understand the hip-hop thing. Um, no clue. You know, I, here's what I think happened. I think she does listen on the stream or watches on the stream and doesn't realize it. And I think this might have been on a Wednesday. And Hump to Bump, I think she thinks is a hip-hop song. Okay, it isn't. You, but... you, no, it's not. I mean, th- this is our Wednesday song, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not hip-hop. Oh, it, it's funk, if anything. It's not hip-hop, for sure. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but you could. But I wrote her... You shouldn't be talking to me because you shouldn't be talking to the lady anymore. You might not be the I lady. Guess. Who knows? Hmm. She might be listening to a completely different song that's like on a hip-hop station. I don't know. I don't, or a different, don't a different show completely. So so I write her back and I said, oh, oh, and then I said her name. You poor thing. Listen, you've chosen the wrong show. I've been talking to the lady for 15 years. I've been singing stupid songs, even when I did have youth, so I'm not trying to rediscover anything. And uh, we don't play any hip-hop, but please, 
please seek out a better show for yourself there because you I think you'll there probably is one out there for you. Start with like NPR because they really do the issues and they don't have any fun mm-hmm. and you just don't sound like you're any fun. There you go. And did she re- ever respond or nope. no? I think so. Shut her up. She's in the dial. Try to f- <laughs> she's going through her AM <laughs> dial. She's trying to find the show that would be perfect for her. Okay. Well, and if, I, if I told you her name, you would think I made it up. Well, now you have to. Well, or you have to. I'm not going to say it. Uh, write it. Write it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even kidding. That's it's her name. Perfect. It's perfect. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So yep. had I said it on the air, nobody would have believed me that that was her name. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. But obviously Doesn't that's who she here, is. here, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. All right. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. JoePags.com. We've got a lot to get to. There's a lot of COVID information out there today. I want to start with Whoopi Goldberg, who is angry, I guess, with um with Bill Maher. Bill Maher, it turns out, dared go on his show, because he's supposed to be a, a trusted left-winger, goes on his show, talks about how stupid it is that we're all wearing masks, that we're all getting tested all the time, that we're all getting all a bunch of shots, how many different boosters do we need, and enough is enough. I mean, this is crazy. This isn't America anymore. That We need our freedom and liberty. So Whoopi comes out, and again, I'm not saying this to be mean. I promise you I mean this, because I've always fluctuated in my weight, and I've always worked hard to try to keep myself in, in decent shape. It is a hard thing. If I don't lift any weights and I don't exercise, I'm a fat guy. If I, if I, some people, if they don't exercise and lift weights, they get very skinny. I'm not a skinny guy. I'm a fat guy if I don't work out. So I have to work out and try to keep myself in some sort of semblance of shape. Whoopi is twice the size as she used to be. And I, I like Whoopi Goldberg. I think she's a great comedian. I think she's a great actress. I think she's horrible on The View. What a horrible choice to put her on The View. But she has really gained a lot of weight. And I would love to see her get herself back in shape because being obese is one of the comorbidities for COVID-19. I'm, legi- I'm not making a joke. I'm not making fat jokes. I would like to see Whoopi Goldberg in better shape because I want her to live a good, long life. And I think that she's putting herself in peril. But for her to sit there, Obviously, not the kind of health and shape she should be in or could be in when dealing with a pandemic for sure and try to act like she's the one who has righteous indignation. It makes me crazy. It just does. So she comes out of the Bill Maher by where he's saying the vaccines are too much, the too many boosters and the different masking. She comes out and accidentally tells the truth. This is what Whoopi had to say coming out of that bite. That's not really funny to people who have lost their kids mm, to no. this vaccine or people who have lost... I'm sorry, what'd she say? Mm, Here, what'd she just say? The vaccine. Oh, hmm. people have lost their kids to the vaccine? Did Whoopi have a, a momentary lapse into truth-telling? That was pretty interesting. That's not really funny to people who have lost their kids mm, to no. this vaccine or people who have lost family members or dear friends to this. It's, it's just, you know, listen, nobody on the planet really wants to go through this. This is not something we're doing because it's, you know, sexually gratifying. This is what we're doing to protect our families. What is wrong with her? She's on a daytime talk show, Carrie. Mm-hmm, Why would yeah. she go to sexually gratifying? I'm not really sure why she said that. You know, it, it, maybe she says, you know, we're not doing this because it's fun. We're not doing this because it's somehow gratifying. She has to go sexually gratifying at 11 yeah, o'clock in the morning? I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. And you don't have to do it, but stay away from everybody. Because if you're the one who's not paying attention and you're coughing and sneezing, you don't want to, do, then stay out of the public, man. This is not, nobody wants this. 
I don't want it. And I think he's forgetting that people are still at risk who cannot get vaccinated. People who can't get that. Little kids under the age of five. Yeah. Or people with health conditions. Little kids under the age of five who, by the way, are at almost zero risk. Almost zero. Unless they've got a comorbidity or some sort of other risk factor. Kids under the age of five should not be getting a jab in their arm. How dare you be so flippant, man? You, you know who's flippant? That's- you, when, when you actually lie about what, what's going on with this pandemic. Now, I would have to think that if Whoopi Goldberg got the truth, she would tell the truth. I hope anyway. I don't think she's ignorant or stupid. I think that she's been fed a bill of goods and she bought it. Or she's being paid off, which could be another angle. I don't know. But what she's saying is not based in science or fact other than the children who might be dying or the people who might be dying from the vaccine. She actually told the truth for a second there. And are there cases of people dying for after getting vaccinated? Yes. Yes, there are. No matter what anybody who's allegedly an authority says to you, there are those cases. And we'll break some of that down with Dr. Jesse at the bottom. But here, now, let's go from that to Fauci now pushing more boosters. Carrie, give me just 30 seconds of that one, if you don't mind. Uh, From The Blaze, Dr. Anthony Fauci suggested on Sunday Americans may need more boosters and painted a grim forecast for areas of the country not fully vaccinated. During an appearance on ABC's This Week, host Martha Raddatz expressed optimism regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, citing cases beginning to fall nationally and that certain areas had reached their peak. However, Fauci poured cold water on any enthusiasm regarding the pandemic. You know, I think as confident as you can be, Fauci cautioned, you never want to be overconfident when you're dealing with this virus. Martha, because it has certainly surprised us in the past. Fauci said he believes most states will peak by mid-February. He did concede cases are dropping rather sharply, and you will start to see a turnaround throughout the entire country. However, he followed up with a gloomy forecast. There may be a bit more pain and suffering with hospitalizations in those areas of the country that have not been fully vaccinated or have not gotten boosters. Of course, that's not that's not uh, relying on any information or actually valid uh, information or facts at all. Uh, vaccinated or unvaccinated, hospitals are getting COVID patients from both angles. The idea that people who have been vaccinated aren't going to the hospital is a lie. It's just not true. So if you don't mind now, give me now. Okay, so Fauci says more boosters. Mm-hmm. More boosters. Mm-hmm. Going to need boosters. And yeah, it might get better by February, but holy crap, it's going to get a lot worse again. Booster, booster, booster. What did the Pfizer CEO say? This is interesting today. Also from the Blaze, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla admitted Saturday he's hoping people around the world will receive annual COVID-19 vaccine shots. Admission what? comes as the global community implements booster campaigns because, as Reuters noted, the COVID vaccines have proven to be effective at preventing most deaths and hospitalizations, but not trans. Mission. Speaking with Israel's N12 News, Borla was asked whether he believes COVID booster shots will be administered on a regular basis, such as every four or five months. In response, he expressed hope in annual vaccine shots. This will not be a good scenario, Borla said, of regular booster shots. Reuters reported, what I'm hoping is that we will have a vaccine that you'll have to do once a year. Um, yeah, and it goes down to say when Pfizer released its third quarter earnings reports last November, the company estimated its COVID-19 vaccine would generate $36 billion in total revenue through 2021. During the same time period, Pfizer reported a wow. net income of almost $8.1 billion, up from $1.4 billion during the third quarter of 2020. What? So you're telling me they made eight times more money. Mm, yes. Since COVID. Yep. And you're talking about a 30 some odd billion dollars or something through last year. Yep. And the CEO, is the number 30 something or 40 something? 36 billion. 
thirty-six billion, and now the CEO of that very company that has benefited that much isn't saying, "Hey, good news, our vaccine will stamp out COVID. You need one vaccine and you're done." You know, like smallpox or something like that, or polio or whatever. No, 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 no. no. He wants you to get a shot every year. Carrie, did he? I don't know. Maybe it's down lower in the story. Did he say they're going to give the shots away for free because they're so concerned about about uh, humane mankind and looking out for the health of everybody? They're probably um, just going to give it for free the, the yearly shot, right? No, he did not say that. Oh, so in other words, if everybody has to get a booster every year, another shot every year, then the thirty six billion we're talking about can just continue every year. And having a profit of, of seven times or eight times what you used to get, that can happen every year too. So what you're saying is Fauci is saying more boosters, more boosters, mm-hmm. and then the Pfizer CEO whose company is making billions and billions of dollars hand over fist is saying, Yeah, more boosters and let's do it every year. What the hell? And we're just supposed to buy that. And and, mm-hmm. and, and Whoopi's mad at us if we're sick of this crap. Is that, am I yeah, right? you got it. Yep. Wow. Wow. Pretty good stuff. Your mm-hmm. thoughts out there listening, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Fauci, who's an idiot and is a liar, and I think should be brought up on charges for lying uh, in front of the Senate committee. He lied to them. That's been proven. He should be brought up on charges. He should never be anywhere near uh, heading the NIH or anything else after what he said about AIDS back in the day and HIV in the early 80s. By the way, that video that I've been showing off for months now is suddenly showing up at, uh, uh, on, on other uh, outlets and resources, and lots of people are seeing it, which I'm glad about. Fauci is a guy who is lying, and we know that he's been lying about the source of this COVID-19 from the beginning. He's been lying to Rand Paul, been lying to Dr. Marshall, Roger Marshall from Kansas. He's just a liar. And now we've got the Pfizer CEO, after Fauci says we should all get more shots, saying, yeah, get a shot every year, and, and, and again... We also know your profits. We also know that your income. We also know your revenue. Are we just supposed to believe none of that stuff is connected? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Motown Monday, glad to have you. We're about seven, eight minutes away from uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. He's a a great surgeon out of Kansas. He's actually going to be in front of a a committee tomorrow fighting for the rights of doctors and and other medical professionals and and get the government off their business. And also tell pharmacists, hey, you got to fill these prescriptions to stop playing games. So make sure you stick around for that at the bottom of the hour. It's all really good stuff. Plus, we update you on a lot of what's going on. Today, I saw over on Rumble a live stream of uh, Senator Ron Johnson was chairing this thing, a committee where they were taking information from Dr. Robert Malone. You've seen him here. You've seen you know Ron Johnson on the show many, many times. Dr. Richard Urso, who you've seen here. Tom Renz was there, the lawyer. You've seen him here. Um, and just down the line, people that you've heard here on this show and seen here on this show bringing you real information about COVID-19. And that panel today was explosive the information that was coming out of there. We talk about that a bit with Dr. Jesse as well. So make sure you stick around for that. Let me go to the phone lines. It's going to be um, Maine and Mike. Mike, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe, how are you? Living the dream, man. Talk to me. Hey, so, um, yeah, so I just quickly caught five minutes of the show because I'm on my way home. But uh, on uh, Fauci and the 
COVID, when it became political, and then they started going for uh, shop mandates, and it became all about the money. Dude, even if that guy, even if Archie's getting 10 cents per shot that he gets to push, anybody would push the shots and the mandates and the boots. Well, I don't know what he's getting out of it. I don't know what he's getting monetarily, but he's he's got $10 million in the, in the bank somehow. Yeah, and that's why I kind of, that's one of the reasons why I'm not vaccinated, because I don't usually do what I'm told. All right, Mike, sounds good. Definitely. All right, open line now, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. John is in Florida. John, what's going on? Hi. Hey, brother, how you doing? Happy to be on the show. Living the dream, my man. What's hey, happening? Think, well, I think we're never going to hear the end of boosting and vaccinations from Fauci because he's riding the ego train. Nobody knew who that guy was three years ago. Right. And the minute they get rid of vaccines and boosting, he's, we're going to get rid of him, too, and nobody will know who he is after that. So I think the problem is he's just worried about becoming irrelevant. You know, I would say that you were wrong a couple of years ago, but today I think you're absolutely right. When, when the guy opens up a TikTok account, and start trying to be hip at 80-something years old, um, this is the cult of personality for him. This is about uh, being held up on high. He's certainly a narcissist. I'm not really sure why, but he is. And and what he says has contradicted himself many, many times. That just rolls off his back. You know, we just wanted to be a scientist, wanted to be a medical professional, wanted to be an epidemiologist that actually knows what he's talking about. And either he doesn't know what he's talking about or he's lying to us. I think it's probably a little, a little bit of both. But at the end of it, he wants to become a star. There's a Netflix thing about how great he is, you know, all this other stuff. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Plus, he's opening TikTok and, and holding these, you know, chat sessions with Generation Z. It does, uh, to me, it's nuts. So I think you're right. Once this does go away, he goes away. But if you have to have a yearly um, shot and a booster all, whenever he says so, then he doesn't go away. He's still going to be the so-called expert. He should have been fired a long time ago. And I truly believe my opinion is he should be brought up on charges. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Dr. Jesse, when we come back, lots of great information. Stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always appreciate having back Dr. Jesse Lopez. He is in the forefront of what's happening with COVID, with vaccines, with jabs, with the with the world health organizations are all saying, and then some. Plus, he's in quite a battle in Kansas right now. Jesse, good to see you. How are you? Doing great. Doing great, Joe. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I always appreciate you coming on. Inspiration.health is his website. He does do telemedicine. Inspiration.health. You know, I sent you a link earlier today. And I'm watching what appeared to be like a reunion of the interviews I've done on my show about COVID, except you weren't there and you probably should have been. It was a hearing that was being run by Senator Ron Johnson out of, out of Wisconsin. Dr. Richard Urso was there. You've seen on my show a couple of times. Dr. Peter McCullough was there. Dr. Robert Malone was there. You've got, I mean, down the line, you've got real experts that are trying to expose what's going on with the experimental vaccines. Uh, actually, they... they it told me something I didn't know, and I don't know if you knew this. You probably did. The FDA and the CDC are admitting that myocarditis is an issue with some of these jabs. Did you know that before today? 
Yes, you know, it's because the data is so glaringly obvious, they actually had to make it a part of the inserts now. You know, for a while, the inserts didn't have any information about it because they were completely blank. But now there's information that has to be put in there that it is indeed a potential complication from the vaccine. And, and, Dr. and Dr. Malone, by the way, said uh, whatever issue you have with your heart after getting the vaccine for those who are affected by it, it's permanent. He says it's not like it happens, it goes away. That's it. You have it. Well, and this is the autoimmune response type of aspect that we're seeing from this vaccine. If there's an inflamed aspect to your body, such as your heart or another area, such as your neurological symptom system, uh, this is where we're tending to see the complications and the problems. And it's, I think, why we're seeing more and more learned journals, for instance, and physicians and other healthcare systems calling for more data to be released that was never given to us in the first place. Okay. Even recently, the uh, British uh, Medical Journal has put out a editorial calling for immediate release of all data from all vaccine companies regarding the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, and as you know, it's been publicized and Project Veritas was instrumental in helping some of this come to fruition that there was a, a lot of malfeasance in several places that did the study, several areas of concern. So we're told, don't believe the CDC FDA run website VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System, and that's not reliable. But now we're finding out the, the FDA and the CDC knew, and they've, they have known about myocarditis being an issue. Malone says that it could be a permanent, you know, something permanently affecting your health for the rest of your life. And we've got the Pfizer CEO today came out and said, hey, I think you all should get a booster every year. Of course, that means billions of dollars for Pfizer. Uh, Jesse, is it your belief that these people are stupid or are they lying to us on purpose? Well, obviously, it's follow the money trail. The more money that you can make, the better. Because never before in medicine have I seen such a situation where there has been obvious adverse effects from a particular medication that we just turn a blind eye to it. In the day, 30 years ago when I was a resident, if something like this happened, every physician would be in arms about such a significant adverse risk profile. The question is, why isn't that happening now? We know that with each shot, for instance, in young men, we've talked about this on your show, that they see an increased risk of myocarditis. And this has been shown over and over again. I have had patients personally that have had their young sons vaccinated, age 16, ended up with myocarditis. Now, what they try to say in the press is, oh, it's just a mild adverse side effect and the myocarditis goes away. Really? The, the young man had to go on methotrexate right. because of the myocarditis. And the CDC is admitting it's over 20,000 cases. I mean, and, and if they're saying 20,000, you and I can assume it's probably more than that. Um, well, you, it, go ahead. You remember on your last show, we looked at the open bears and we were talking around 26, 27,000 at that time, uh, easily uh, present in that system. And when I had Dr. Peter McCullough on, he said you could probably multiply that by five. He said it's probably over 100,000. So we've got a situation where they're finally admitting it. At the same time, Whoopi Goldberg and The View are still pushing the vaccine. You've got people in New York, there's this idiot governor saying you've got to be vaxxed before you can pick your nose. You've got, and you've got people in, in England now throwing their scrubs at the health association, at the national health system, um, to, to say, no, you're not going to force us to get vaccinated, and 40,000 plus might be laid off soon. Um, it, it's, it's, it's nutty cuckoo. All we want, Jesse, listen, if the vaccine works, I'll say it. If it works, I'll take it. Um, it, it. For me, it's not something necessary. I'm not in a risk group. But at the same time, there is so much we don't know about this. It truly is experimental. And forcing people to get it takes out our informed consent. Why is it 
Again, is it just the money? If that's the answer, just tell me. But why is it this is so different than anything else that we've rolled out before? It's money and it's power and the drive to control. For some reason, there has been this drive to control us in every aspect, all the way from social media to healthcare to politics. If you look at it, it's all being driven. It's all being driven for an agenda. And unfortunately, when you do that with healthcare, people's lives are adversely affected. And here in Kansas and, and other states as well, we, we've been trying to take a proactive approach in treating patients and trying to put back into the physician's lab coats their ability to be able to make informed decisions with their patients as far as what's best for them without suffering ramifications of, of being canceled like they've done with doctors and others on social media, including right. like yourself. Yeah, uh, and I want to get into what's happening in Kansas in a second. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health, Inspiration.Health. You, you know, I thought that the byproduct when COVID first started was we'd start getting healthier. And here's what I mean. We knew early on that comorbidities included uh, you know, adult onset diabetes. It, it included it included uh, heart disease. It included high blood pressure. It included just being unhealthy and obese. And I thought that it would cause people to start exercising more, maybe get in better shape. You, you don't need the jab if you're in better shape and you take yourself out of a risk group. Instead, what we're basically saying is be more sedentary, be out of shape as you want, have a comorbidity or five. We'll just give you a shot and you'll be fine. I mean, I'm really stunned by it. This could have been a, 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 a come to Jesus where we all said, man, we should probably get our, our butts moving and we can avoid this thing. We can, we can knock it out of the air in two seconds. It won't like us if we're in good shape. Are you surprised that didn't happen? No, because again, with TV and advertising, it's the easy approach. It's the easy way. And so if you push an unhealthy agenda for people to stay unhealthy, it makes money for the pharmaceutical industry. Look, our healthcare system designed around keeping people sick instead of encouraging people to do things to get better. That's why natural approaches to uh, health is often poo-pooed upon. That's why when you try to marry both of them together, a lot of times your own colleagues will come after you. What do you mean, holistic healthcare? What are you talking about? Right. And so it just kind of fits that narrative of keeping people unhealthy so the pharmaceutical industry can keep getting rich. It's uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. In the past few days, Jesse, you, I'm sure you know this, you might have even sent it to me. The government has admitted that natural immunity is pretty good. They've actually admitted that natural immunity might be better than vaccine immunity, at least for a time. Um, this, again, as Pfizer keeps saying, we need more boosters. As Moderna says, why are you taking it off the shelves? What do you mean? Um, natural immunity is finally being recognized. What should happen when it comes to natural immunity? When you're talking about laying off healthcare workers and you're talking about people can't go and eat a pizza in New York without a vaccine card, you should be able to say, look, I've had COVID and I've got natural immunity right now. Let me eat. I mean, that, that's simple, right? It, it's very simple. And natural immunity, we know, lasts for at least a year. There are several studies that show this. We've talked about this on your show before, and I'm sure it extends beyond that. As a matter of fact, Scott Gottlieb, who was interviewed by MSNBC yesterday, and you know, he sits on Pfizer's board. Right. He even stated in a portion of his interview that natural immunity is just as effective as the vaccine itself. This is what he said in the interview. So people are saying it. We know it. Why are they doing just the opposite in places like New York? It's all about control. The more that they can create chaos, the more that they can control you. The more that they can try to create the problem, make it worse th than it is, then they can control you. And that's what it's coming down to now. 
unfortunately. It's it, it, very well said. That's exactly what this is, because if we get our freedom and our liberty back, we don't have to listen to what they say, and we can break away from government, and people can start talking to each other again. Right now, if, you, if they isolate us, especially if you isolate us in groups, like in New York, they're giving minorities you know, uh, some sort of treatment for COVID before they're giving it to white people for equity reasons. It's also stupid. We want, we need to be a, a free, liberated society. We need to talk to each other, talk to our neighbors, and then we are the unified group that keeps the government in check, not the other way around. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. What's going on in Kansas? They're coming down on doctors in Kansas, and you're fighting back against the government. What are they trying to do there? We are fighting back, and I'm encouraging everyone across this country to fight back. We have a wonderful group of doctors who are willing to help patients with early therapy with COVID. This includes things like ivermectin, fluvoxamine, steroids, oxygen, et cetera. There's a whole list of things that we can utilize. And unfortunately, when we try to get these prescriptions filled through a pharmacist, the pharmacist will report the doctor to the State Board of Healing Arts. I've even had a pharmacist refuse at one of the Hy-Vee grocery stores here in Kansas City, refuse to fill a fluvoxamine prescription for someone with COVID because they were told by the FDA that they could not fill it. So these pharmacists will then... Well, 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 I want to stop you. Is that really what's going on? Because you know down the street here in San Antonio, um, there was a guy who was turned down for ivermectin because the pharmacist said, it's off-label, you can't do that. And that's not true. Doctors like you prescribe off-label medications for off-label reasons all the time, and pharmacists never say boo. So is the FDA literally giving commands to pharmacists, don't fill it, or the pharmacists making their own decisions? No, it's the pharmacists making their own decisions. The FDA is not saying that. Now, the FDA said, you know, we encourage ivermectin to not be used uh, for COVID, but unfortunately, there's a hidden agenda there as well. Right. But here in Kansas, we're utilizing these different modalities and we're seeing benefits. And so probably at least five or six of my colleagues have gotten letters from the State Board of Healing Arts. These letters are asking them for their justification for using ivermectin, the doses that they're using, why are you using this present articles to us, why it's being used. And so it puts a huge burden on the physician who is literally saving people's lives. So we have a bill in front of the Kansas Senate in the health committee to try to get out before the full house that will protect physicians from being retaliated against by governmental agencies, from hospital boards, and even from credentialing bodies. Um, I've even had colleagues who have just talked about other early interventions in a doctor's lounge, and they got reported to the hospital board and had to go to the hospital board at the risk of losing his privileges. Just simply talking about it, just having professional discourse. It's that's, incredible. That's stunning. And, and literally, their livelihoods are being threatened. I mean, you could, you could lose your credentialing if you don't get in line and do what they say, even though what you're doing is literally helping save people's lives. In my testimony before the Senate, I'm going to bring up one of the examples of one of the patients that I took care of who was basically had gone to two emergency rooms. She had gone to a minute clinic. By the time she called us, because they did nothing for her, her oxygen saturations were 88%. She could hardly speak to me. We quickly intervened with these early treatments, and she improved very nicely, and she's going to send a letter in support of this bill. She comes into our clinic, and she's able to uh, talk to us now. So these therapies work. but you could also get in the hot seat from, and this is just not here in Kansas, this is all around the country. This is happening to doctors in Texas. There's great cases there. Uh, we've had doctors fired from hospitals. Uh, there's a famous case, I can't remember the name of the doctor, uh, who is suing her hospital down in Houston, I believe. So uh, they are taking it out on us doctors when we're trying to help people, and we are saving lives, and this bill will protect us from these ramifications.
It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, inspiration.health, inspiration.health. Go find out more about him, fighting the good fight to get the real information out there about COVID-19, about the jabs, and everything else. Jesse, I didn't ask you this before, but uh, but I'm going to ask you now. How much pressure do you get from pharmaceutical companies to use their stuff? And, and here's what I mean. Um, there's a new disease out. There's a new ailment out. There's a new um, alleged therapy for something that we've already known about for a long time. And the pharmaceutical companies have done their research and development, cost them a lot of money. I get that. And they want to sell as much of this new stuff as they can. How much pressure do you get? I mean, do people, do they send you incentives? Do they offer you money and trips and everything else? How does that work? Well, used to in the day, that was the case, that they would come and talk to you, give you a free book or a trip or something like that. That has been outlawed basically through CMS. But the interesting thing is that CMS pays hospitals incentives for each thing that they do on a COVID patient. They get the diagnosis of COVID. The hospital gets additional funding. If they use remdesivir, the hospital gets additional monies from CMS, which, you know, is Medicaid, Medicare. From that, from that system, from that payment system. Yeah, I heard that the number so, was thirteen thousand per patient early on. I'm not sure what it is now, but so, I, so in other words, so it's not from the pharmaceutical companies; it's from government. It's from the government. The government's playing that role now, and, and as you know, and we've even seen this from some others out there that are doing their due diligence, that the government has ownership in some of these vaccines, such as the Moderna vaccine. Wow. It's stunning. I mean, the, the whole thing is a, a circular game for people to make a bunch of money. If I, if, again, if you believed and if I believe that everybody should take this, we would say it. You, in fact, have said to some of your patients, yes, this makes sense for you because of your risk factors. So we're not anti-vax, although we're called anti-vax, even though we're just anti-mandate. The idea that your livelihood, and you're a man who saved many, many lives, your livelihood could be at risk over this vaccine stance or an anti-mandate stance, is nuts to me because obviously you've never done anything that would be harmful to your patients. You've only done things that would save lives. Why would they punish you when you know that what you what they're pushing on you could somehow adversely affect those that they're pushing it on? I mean, this guy has got to be a bizarre world for you with all your education as far as as long as you've been doing this. It, it really is, but you know what it is, Joe? It's lack of education and it's lack of individuals stepping out and exploring the information for themselves. They rely on MSNBC, they rely on CNN, and they don't really look at the data themselves. They don't listen to others and see just maybe the information that they're getting is wrong. This senator friend of mine who proposed this bill was debating another health bill with an amendment that said, if you are unvaccinated, you cannot be refused care. And others in the debate were saying, oh, well, we don't want the unvaccinated to get uh, care. We want them to get vaccinated, so we're not going to support this bill. That's of course, sick, members of the Democrat Party. One of the senators came up to him and said, um, it's about vaccines and testing, vaccines and testing. Well, that's because she's misinformed. Yeah. It's not about vaccines. It's about the whole picture. And this will be my testimony. Allow us as doctors with our patients to decide if it's a vaccine, if it's a steroid, if it's remdesivir, if it's ivermectin. Let us decide with our patients without fear of ramification or retribution by a governmental agency. And that's what the big debate's going to be about. And that's going to be the tes- testimony I'm I'm doing Tuesday morning. So keep us all in your prayers. Yeah, well, we definitely will. And uh, best of luck with that. Let's stay in contact as we always do and let me know how that goes and come back again very soon jesse i appreciate it inspiration.health inspiration.health it's dr jesse lopez uh, doc thanks thank you appreciate right. it joe all right brother we're back after this stay right here this 
This is the Joe Pegg Show. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really appreciate Dr. Jesse. Inspiration.health is his website if you want to go check that out. Let me tell you in the meantime about getting that energy back you used to have when you were younger. You know, we stopped producing nitric oxide in the levels that we used to. And nitric oxide is called the miracle molecule for a reason. It helps to regulate your blood flow, your circulation, helps your cardiovascular system. If you've got New Year's goals in mind, you know, you might have them in mind. And you think, I can do that. And then you don't have the energy to do it. Get that energy you need by by checking out Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat, give you the energy. They're good for you, too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candies for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine. Promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day without that crash from either sugar or caffeine or some sort of an energy, energy drink. Check it out. Also, it's it's portable. You put it in your purse, put it in your gym bag, put it in your console, in your car, in your pocket. You'll always have them available. If you forget to do them in the morning, you'll have them available for you. They are delicious. They taste great. Non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract. Really a great combination. Go right now. You can save up to 45% off, plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com. 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. Get you some Super Beats Heart Chews today. Back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We do appreciate you. It's the Joe Pag Show. We've got uh, Cray News with Kay at the bottom of the hour. Three three hot stories that Kay Smythe has written for publications that you know. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Some very interesting stuff, that's for sure. BLM is uh, making a stink because how dare you hold police up on high. Carrie will have that for you in a moment. We've got a lot to get to this hour. Make sure that you stick around. We really appreciate you. And do me a favor. Stop by the new website. We've redesigned the entire website. And I just said during the break to my chat room, because you can go to JoePags.com and click on Watch Now, and you'll see us do it like a TV show uh, during the hours that we're on, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, I, I threw out a request for parody ideas. If you say the parody idea in the chat room, I'm not going to remember it. Send me an email by going to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom and uh, click on Contact. That'll send it right to me on a Monday. Uh-huh. That's right. That is Chocolate Voice. How are you, Carrie? Okay. Mama to the He-Man himself, Jake. Mm-hmm. Right. Get it done. Polo's in the house. See him getting down. I had a guy send me an email, Carrie. He said, so what, what, what gives? I stopped by the chat room to see the uh, to see Carrie's son do the, the weightlifting thing. What happened? I didn't see it. Like, I played it. Hmm. Guess you missed it. Why you go to my fan page on Facebook? It is there. Hello. C-A-R-I. 
Everybody misspells your name. Has that always All happened your entire time. life? Yes. Nobody ever gets it right. The Carrie's not Never. short for anything, is it? No. No. It's still like Catalina. No. 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 It's, it's Carrie. Something long and complicated. They wanted something different. C-A-R-I. No, why is it spelled that way? Do we know? Because my parents wanted something different. They liked the name. I was named after a song my dad really liked, but they wanted to spell my name differently. Well, sing it for us. You got time. Uh, no, I will take a hard pass on that. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's no, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know this. <laughs> That's about it? No. Wow. No. And uh, L-A-Q-U-E. It's her fan page. Go there. You'll see the Joe Pags logo in, uh, in the background and her on her uh, profile. Not the profile picture, but the, 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 the cover or whatever it is. And Jake getting it done. 600 pounds. I, I got. Can I? Can I tell you that my favorite part of that is his little girlfriend jumping up and down, screaming at him. <laughs> that's, that's the best thing ever. Let me tell you, she went first place too. She's tiny, she? but she is also this powerlifting beast. So did yeah. not know that. Yes. Yeah. She's like. Bah! I know. <laughs> What are you doing? It was awesome. He's supporting and cheering so him on. So awesome. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. There is a ton to get to. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to, for those who, who came over from last hour, we had uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez on last hour. We had a good question in the chat room. Uh, the question was, how do the pharmacists know what you, let's say it's ivermectin. How do the pharmacists know ivermectin is being prescribed for COVID-19? And Polo gave me an answer I'd, I'd forgotten. I guess I had a guest on before who said that um, because the dosage that you would give somebody for COVID-19 is a specific dosage, and they can tell by that, which is a pretty good explanation. And then Jesse sent me a text, and he said it's also because if the pharmacist has any question, and he or she shouldn't, they, they know what's going on, they should just fill it, they call the doctor, and they ask the doctor, what is this for? And you can't lie to them because then they can report you and whatever else. So um, I think the pharmacists are asking too many questions. If it's a legitimate prescription from a, legi- a legitimate doctor, what's the problem? Just fill it and stop asking questions. Because you're getting into politics when you say I'm not going to fill a, a prescription for a therapeutic that India says works. You know, and studies have shown that it does work. But that's an excellent question. And that was the answer from, uh, from Jesse. And, and Polo reminded me of what a, a guest said recently. So over the weekend, you had two police officers shot in, in New York, in Harlem. One died. I believe his name was Mora. Uh, do we know the condition of the other one, Carrie? Is he still alive? Because he was in critical condition this weekend. That, the last time I heard, he was still in critical condition. Okay. So, uh, and again, ambushed is what they were saying by this guy who, um, I guess there was some domestic dispute that they went to, and, and he had some stolen gun from somewhere. And then there was another shooting where a police officer was shot in D.C., right? Yes. And instead of just shutting up for a second, which would make sense, the Marxist socialist organization that has done nothing but enrich the founders, BLM, could not hold their tongues long enough. And they've got a problem with how police are being heralded in these situations. This is disgusting, but I think it's important to report it. What do you have for me? From Fox News, the Black Lives Matter chapter in Washington, D.C. expressed indignation that police officers who were shot in the line of duty are automatically treated as heroes after an officer was shot and wounded Sunday night in northwest D.C. A suspect is still at large after opening fire on officers on the street in D.C.'s Petworth neighborhood, the Metropolitan Police Department said. One officer who has not been named suffered non-life-threatening injuries from being shot and was treated and released from the hospital, police said. At the scene, as the scene was still unfolding, Black Lives Matter D.C. took the opportunity to promote its hashtag Stop MPD campaign 
and warn against the spread of copaganda. Now, this is the point we've been making for months. The group tweeted Sunday night. Look at the reaction and coverage tonight. Tearjerker press conferences and proclamations of heroes coming home. Imagine if people knew these folks' names. Being black in D.C. is more dangerous than any job. And this isn't to say these scenarios represent what happened tonight, but it does explain our skepticism, interest in details, and highlights the difference in how people talk and act when an officer is hurt versus when they hurt a black person. No one asks what the cop did wrong, the group wrote. A description of the hashtag stop MPD campaign on the group's website it claims that D.C. is an occupied police state that was never meant to protect black people. What the? You know what I mean? Mm. Just nuts. Let's go through a little bit of that. Then there's another BLM story that I want to get to as well. But let's go through just a little bit of that. Is it more dangerous in D.C. to be a black person than to be a cop? Now, you hear what they're trying to conflate. They're trying to say that being a black person puts you at risk from cops, but they didn't say that, did they? Because if you actually ask them, what are you talking about? They will give you statistics that show that black people are being killed in D.C. at a higher rate. But it's not because of cops. It's because of other black people. Just like in Chicago. We had eight or 900, maybe even 1,000 deaths in Chicago last year. And guess what? Most of them were black. And guess who killed them? Most of those who killed them were black. Not cops, they were black. So black-on-black crime in neighborhoods where there are, there's drug activity, gang activity, that's the scourge for young black people in America, and BLM should stand up for them and do something to help fix that. In other words, BLM could actually join forces with police and make it safer in D.C. and Chicago and elsewhere, Philadelphia, for young black people. They don't want to. They want to pretend like the cops are the ones killing the black people, which is not happening. There is no epidemic of police officers killing black people in America. That's not a thing. There is an epidemic of other black people killing black people in America, including the nine-year-old girl doing her homework shot through her house in a drive-by. She's dead. Or the five-year-old in Atlanta. She's dead. You've got a situation where you've got an organization that has a following and has some blind drones following you. Enjoy your $1.4 million house in Toluca Lake, Patrice Colors, and now join forces with police and other community members to make young black people safe because there is an epidemic of young black people dying in the streets and it has nothing to do with cops. Nothing. It's actually disgusting. makes my heart hurt to hear somebody somehow complain that police are called heroes. Officer Mora was a rookie in New York City. He'd recently been married and and had a child. He was a father, he was a husband, he was a son. He's dead. And Black Lives Matter, you have to think the mentality of these people who have done nothing but enrich themselves through this hatred that they purvey. In my heart of hearts, I think some of them were cheering because he died. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick. They're not protecting black people. They're actually putting black people in harm's way. How? By pushing defund the police. And these idiots in cities like Chicago and Philadelphia, Detroit, have all fallen for it. And they they pushed for defund the police. And then all of a sudden, more black people were dying because of defund the police. Black Lives Matter has actually cost more black lives than if they never showed up on the scene. That's a fact I'm willing to, to argue with you about. So when you hear somebody say something so stupid that we shouldn't be holding police up on high, and that it's more dangerous to be a black person than a cop in D.C., well, A, yes, you hold them on high because their job literally means they can die any day. 
And B, yes, there are more black people dying than police in D.C. because of crime in places where you don't want more police. So why don't you, why don't you shut up and sit in the corner? How about that? Now, Carrie, you've got another one where BLM, there's some sort of a BLM agenda or curriculum showing up in school. Yep. Uh, this is from The Blaze. A Denver, Colorado school district is allowing one of its elementary schools to host a Black Lives Matter week of action for its students. The Daily Caller reported, citing information from parents defending freedom. Centennial Elementary School in the Denver Public Schools District said it will participate in the event, which takes place beginning January 31st and ending on February the 4th. The program, which is sponsored by Black Lives Matter at School, will instruct children as young as those in kindergarten and first grade to be transgender affirming by recognizing trans antagonistic violence and queer affirming so that heteronormative thinking ceases to exist. Now, the report out of the program will also address globalism, which is a person's ability to see how we are impacted or privileged within the black global family and to teach students how to disrupt Western nuclear family dynamics for a return to the collective village that takes care of each other. The outlet reported in response to questions about the age appropriateness of the content served up to children as young as five years old. The school said it's never too early to start talking about race. The district did not respond to the outlet's request for comment. They even say it. They're looking to get rid of the Western nuclear family. What is the Western nuclear family? Think about it. A father, a mother, and some kids. They're looking to disrupt that. And again, why is BLM pushing a trans agenda? What does trans agenda have to do with black people? Are you black and are you mad at me for not liking Black Lives Matter? Well, let me ask you something. Are black people and trans people one and the same? Are they interchangeable, the terms? Of course not. And why do they want to get rid of the Western nuclear family? Because they want the community to control the brains of children and to indoctrinate them as they get older. To do that, you've got to remove a father from the household. Again, 100 years ago, Black families were very similar to white families when it came to 70, 80, 90% were father, mother, kids. Today, 70, 80, 90% of black families are mothering kids, and the community helps out otherwise, indoctrinating the kid to continue hate. Carrie, is this a public school? I, let me see. It appeared to be a public school district, right? Yeah, it's a Denver, Colorado school district. Yeah, Denver public schools. Yep. Denver, you're listening right now literally listening live right now. What are you thinking? You okay with this? I don't mind talking about race and differences and ethnicity and ancestral background. That's awesome. Culture, sure, that's great. Why are we teaching five-year-olds to disrupt the Western nuclear family? And why are you okay with that? I don't care how much pot you smoked, Denver, because you people can smoke some pot. Okay, I was not even Probably high right now. You go get pot at every corner in Denver. Legal. Have a good time. I don't care how high you are. You can't be for teaching five-year-olds that you shouldn't have a mommy and daddy at home. You can't be for teaching five-year-olds that everybody can be trained and you should honor them. You can't be okay with teaching five-year-olds that police are no good and black people are, are being killed in an epidemic by police. You, you, can't, you can't be okay with that. So put down the bong for a second. And go and make sure that your leaders in your city, your great city down, I love it. Make sure your leaders understand that you're not going to play this game. And this should be taken out of the classroom. This is disgusting. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. 
Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. My pleasure. Let me reiterate what I said earlier, and I'll probably post this on the socials afterwards. Black Lives Matter is responsible for more deaths of black people in America than it had they never shown up on the scene at all. There, I believe there are more young dead black people in America because of BLM. The organization. Now, do I think Black Lives Matter? Of course. Do I think all lives matter? Yes. Do I think Hispanic lives matter? Yes. They were ingenious in naming it, but they literally are not out to save black lives. And think about it, they have pushed hatred and division. Think about it. They pushed hatred and division. And they pushed defund the police and disarm the police. Disarming and defunding the police in Chicago would mean what? Philadelphia would mean what? Detroit would mean what? D.C. would mean what? What would that mean if you did that? Defund and disarm the police. So who's keeping the people safe in the street? Who is it? It's not BLM. They're not out there marching in Chicago. They, they stay far away from where black-on-black crime happens. No, no, no. They rush to where there's a police-involved shooting. And if the officer is the one who got hurt, they're mad if you say the officer was, was brave. If it's a black person that got hurt, then the officer's a racist and was somehow was looking to shoot a black person. It's a horrible organization. It should be named a national terrorist organization. And I mean that. I would love to hear anybody attempt to debate me on the fact that the streets are less safe because of BLM. I truly believe it. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I think I'll probably do a a, a video during the next break. If you want to watch me do that video, stop by JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now, and then I'll do that during the break. Um, I'll make a video of what I just said. What's interesting is Joe Biden's luster has completely disappeared. I think he's lackluster now, and you, we've got a guy here in Texas who you've heard of before. Beto. The guy's name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. He's a fourth-generation Irish-American. Nothing wrong with that. I've got some Irish in me. I think Irish is great. But he sells himself as Beto, B-E-T-O, which is short for Roberto, short for Umberto, Polo, can anybody else be Beto other than those two? Albert. Okay, Alberto, sure. Could be Alberto, sure. But And he's from El Paso, but he wants us to believe that his name is Beto and not Robert Francis O'Rourke. He wants us to believe that he grew up being called that. There's some, looks like a Photoshop to me, but it could not be. I don't know. In my opinion, that it could be where he's like four or five years old wearing a shirt that says B-E-T-O on the front of it. Now, I don't know who put your, your, the name on your shirt in the front of your shirt. I don't know. I've never had a shirt that had my name on the front. On the back, maybe is a jersey in baseball or something. Sure, I get it. But the guy literally has all of his, all of his, his campaign stuff, swag, just says B-E-T-O. Shirts, hats, bumper stickers, could be a, um, a billboard on the side of the road. It all just says B-E-T-O. He's trying, in my opinion, to make those who are here in Texas believe that he's Hispanic, and he's not. In fact, I've talked to people at the gym. Oh, no, his mother's from Mexico. No, she's not. They really believe that he's Hispanic. This is the game he's playing. This guy yesterday or the day before said 
Texans don't know how to go and vote. They don't know how to register to vote. We've made it too hard to teach Texans to go and register to vote. He, he literally said that. He, he called every Texan stupid as he pretends to be somebody he's not. Carrie, I've got about 45 seconds for you to fill me in on what he's now said about Joe Biden and whether he should help him out. From the Daily Mail, Texas Democrat Beto O'Rourke said he's not interested in President Joe Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris's help in his bid to be the Lone Star State's next governor as the pair continues to grapple with plummeting poll numbers. O'Rourke broadly rejected getting help from any national politician during a press conference on Friday where he was asked whether he'd want the president to campaign for him ahead of November's gubernatorial election. I'm not interested in any national politician, anyone outside of Texas coming into the state had helped decide the outcome of this. The former U.S. representative said that to the Dallas Morning News, I think we all want to make sure that we're working with, listening to, and voting with another here in Texas. <laughs> he said, no, Joe, do not come here. He doesn't want Joe Biden to come here. I bet he wouldn't turn away Barack Obama. I bet he wouldn't do that. But Biden and Harris are nuclear you cannot have them come and help with your campaign because that will make you lose. Probably going to lose anyway. He's lost every other time he's tried. But, I mean, that's just ridiculous that you wouldn't want the sitting president or vice president of the United States to come and help you campaign to be the governor of a state. That is very telling, my friends. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Great news of the day with Kay when we come back. Keep it right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have this young lady back. She's part of the team. She is Kay Smythe. It's Cray News with Kay. We're going to do this every Monday now. Last week, it was very well received. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great, Joe. How are you doing? I left you a voicemail with the red shirt. I didn't know if you got it. I guess you got it then. I did. I got it. Just, <laughs> I just, I'm so glad that we're matching Th- today. This is absolutely a coincidence. I think it's actually funny because I, I almost never wear a red shirt. This is a new one for me. So I think that's cool. I think it's a, it's a good auspicious start to the second part of, uh, of the, K, the Cray News with K. Now, you write for both um, uh, the National Pulse and for the Daily Caller and, and other outlets. I mean, we've seen your stuff elsewhere, too. We've seen you on Newsmax TV. And, of course, you're on the Joe Pag Show all the time. So why not do this and have some really interesting, if not Cray, news stories every week. You feel good about it? I feel great about it. This is like such a huge opportunity. You know, Joe, I I sit and I listen to you as uh, pretty much every night when I'm at home, really. And so to be able to be part of the team is, you know, it's just such an honor. Thank you so much. And to be able to share these stories, it's, I mean, what more could this little immigrant ask for? All the way from Wales, and we appreciate you being part of the team. All right, let's get into the Cray News. Um, In UK, um, in the United Kingdom, they are protesting what's going on with the mandates. And and from what I understand, they're throwing stuff at the hospital staff, or they're, they're throwing stuff at the people who are making the rules. Who are they throwing stuff at, and what are they throwing? So there are protests happening all over the UK right now by NHS staff who are refusing the vaccine 
which again is an experimental vaccine. We heard today from the British Medical Journal that it turns out that it's only Pfizer that's been approved by the FDA and we have no access to any data any of the raw data on the clinical trials, anything to do with this vaccine. So NHS staff who are scientists, really, they're doctors, they're nurses, they're people who understand medicine. They are refusing the vaccine pretty much en masse. You know, the NHS is looking to lose anywhere from about 70 to 80,000 employees as of April 1st, if they go ahead with the vaccine mandate. And so these protests are springing up all over the UK. They went on all last week. And yes, you're right, there were things thrown. The NHS staff were throwing their scrubs at law enforcement, at Downing Street, essentially anyone in a position of authority in the UK in protest of this you know, experimental drug treatment, essentially. Well, Ken, and- I'm confused. I want to stop you there because last week you came on and talked about Boris Johnson, who you can't stand. But um, he, he changed the rules to where you're not going to mandate vaccines 